Hello and welcome to episode 17 of uh, In the Shadow of the uh, Evening Trees. I almost forgot what we were doing. We've got, we're, we're a little rusty. We're um, rusty. We're rusty. In, <laughs> getting back into it. Um, My name is Jennifer Von Ebers. I'm David Von Ebers. We're your hosts. It's been a long, we're long time. We're husband and wife. We are. <laughs> we're a tag team. We're kind of like, um, you know, what, what was the show with, uh, what was the detective show where they were the hearts? Oh, yes. Jennifer Hart and... Um, I don't yeah, know. Heart to Heart? Was heart that to what heart. it's called? Yeah. yeah. But I think the wife's name was Jennifer. And I also think the actor who played the husband um, was... Uh, there was something suspicious. Robert Wagner. Yeah. No. no. Was it? It was something suspicious that happened on a boat, but we don't want to go into that. <laughs> yeah, that's a long story. That's a long story. Shall we start over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take two. No, just kidding. We're, uh, we're rusty at this. We haven't done this in a long time. But we're just getting back into it, and um, thought we would just kind of reintroduce ourselves and um, say welcome. Well, we don't want to reintroduce. Like, we're not going to give like our credit scores, our social security numbers. We don't yeah. want to. You know, we want to provide minimal, <laughs> minimal information. We, we can tell you this much: we live in far northern Illinois. Yes. Almost Wisconsin, as I like to say. Yeah. And I've been a lawyer for many years, although I don't practice any longer. And you've had many jobs. Yes. You've worn many hats. I've worn many hats. Executive assistant. Yes. Podcast producer. Food blogger. Food blogger. Social media influencer. Social media influencer. (laughs) We're both social media influencers. Uh, No, but all kidding aside, and and we'll probably kid a lot, but all kidding aside... um, so we took a long period of time off. We haven't recorded a show since June of last year, June mm-hmm. of 2022. Um, the last show that we recorded, um, we were talking about all kinds of heavy things, like uh, the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, or I'm not exact. I apologize. I don't know exactly how you pronounce the name of the town, which is weird because we saw it in the news so many times. Yeah. Uh, but maybe it's an indication about how those stories sort of fade over time. Um, people don't seem to talk about that incident much anymore. But anyway, that was one of the heavier topics that we talked about on the last episode. And I don't know for me, and I can only speak for myself, I, I think there was just a lot of uh, a lot of bad things were going on in the spring and early summer of 2022. Uh, now, personally, we had good things going on. We'd yes. gone on a fabulous trip to Dublin, Ireland. We'd gone on a great trip to... to uh, New York? Well, that was actually a little bit afterwards. Oh, that's Our trip true. to New York was in July. But, but you know, there were all these crazy things in the news. There was, obviously, you know, the Supreme Court's decision in the Dobbs case where they overturned Roe versus Wade. There were these mass shootings. It seemed like several of them happened in rapid fire. And I, act, I act, you know, again, I'm only speaking for me, but... At a certain point, I kind of like it was kind of overwhelming, and I felt like it was kind of hard to keep doing this um, because there were too many things to talk about in a sense, too many bad things. Yeah, and it's just kind of hard to um, be upbeat in that in those circumstances because right. right. it's just kind of like you don't want to like play it off as of like, oh, that's no big deal, but it it is a big deal. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I mean, we don't really have an agenda for, for this episode. We really just wanted to kind of get back into it. But but along those lines, you know, um, it's sort of like 
I, when all this negative stuff is happening, whether it's Supreme Court decisions or you know politicians doing crazy things or these horrible shootings or whatever, I never really know, you know, okay, how do you kind of go forward? How do you how do you both live a, a sane life and not um, drive yourself crazy obsessing over all these terrible things, or you know, arguing about all these things and um, going on social media and, and getting in fights with people. Um, or, you know, that can drive you nuts. <clears throat> that can really make your life miserable. Or do you tune it all out and say, well, I can't do anything about those things. So I'm going to go on, you know, with my life, making money and having a nice house and, and doing, you know, family things and things that are fun and going on trips and all that and pretend none of this bad stuff is happening. And I, I don't know, for me, neither of those extremes really seems to work. You I know? agree. Um, one of the, I'm rattling uh, ice water here. Uh, it, it should be a it's cocktail. Not a, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, we're, we're making martini. We're cocktailing. Shaking martini. <laughs> yeah, here, here. Yeah. Oh, I just spilled. Never spill near your computer, kids. <laughs> Word to the wise. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can tell we're rusty. Uh, but um, so I, I always lose my train of thought. Um, but it was kind of like a situation where we were just kind of like, not burnt out about it, but it kind of just kind of like didn't know how to move forward. And one of the things, you know, we, we started this podca the podcast last year in part, or, or maybe the the main focus was really to kind of promote and defend and support people in the LGBTQ plus community, talk about the rights of people in the community and defend the rights. And obviously, as we all know, you know, these days, those things are increasingly under attack, um, especially, I think, when it comes to trans and non-binary people. We have a trans daughter. We have a nephew who's trans. We have other family members who are non-binary and so forth. And so it's a matter, it's like a very personal thing when you see all these attacks, these politicians, like the governor of Florida, you know, is constantly on the attack against um, uh, that part of the community. And you have people like, you know, these, these internet sort of personalities like Matt Walsh, who's, you know, Constant, you know, they're they're just constantly attacking trans people, constantly attract attacking anybody who supports them. It it's weird. It's like you feel like you have to kind of fight back, but if you're doing that all of the time, you drive yourself crazy. And our daughter's an adult, so she obviously sees what's in the news, and that's also her fault because it's not like something we can shield her from, um, or um, she's right. well aware. <clears throat> Right. Yeah, she's well aware. And, and, you know, and then so that goes to another thing, too. It's like we also don't want this to be the main topic of conversation every time we talk to her. You know, she's trying to live her life. Right. Right. She's trying to, you know, she's got a good job and she's in a relationship and she's got they've got their own apartment and they're trying to function, you know, as as everybody else as quote unquote, you know, normal grownups. And nobody wants it in their face all the time. But on the other hand, you know, as a parent, I'm like, as a parent and somebody who was, has been a lawyer for 35 years plus, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, it's not in my nature to back down from a fight, right? And so it's very hard for me to strike the balance between, um, you know, 
wanting to just live as normal a life as possible so that our our family can have a normal life our kids can have a normal life you know because you every time these things impact us or I, I'll just say me um, you know mentally and emotionally that'll have a negative impact on, on our on our kids uh, on our family not intentionally you know but it does whether we like it or not because if you're if you're dealing with the stress of having uh, of you know fighting with people on social media over these issues it's going to affect your outlook on life it's going to affect how well you sleep how well you eat uh whether you know you're you're concentrating on the things that you need to concentrate on so it's like you want to me anyway i want to fight but i also don't want to make everybody around me miserable because i'm aggravated about, about all the and it's jerks. hard to turn that off you know it's not like you can just automatically be like okay i'm gonna get back to this and then forget about everything. it it's it's really hard to turn that off you know here here's a classic example so so on uh monday morning i saw well let me back up a step i i don't I, it, it began over the last this past weekend there was the CPAC convention, the Conservative Political Action Committee convention that they have every year, and they attract you know all kinds of um, pretty extreme speakers. Uh, and there's this guy called Michael Knowles who gave a speech. You might have heard about it. There was a big Rolling Stone article about it. The Anti-Defamation League put out um, a piece on it, objecting to it. But in his speech. He used the, he said that quote unquote transgenderism, whatever that means, must be eradicated from public life. And so, you know, again, this this kind of goes to this whole conversation. I mean, it's out there, it's outrageous, it's this horrific, you know, rhetorical attack on not only our child, but on other members of our family and other people we know. But on the other hand, you know, I don't want to like immediately text our daughter and say, did you hear what this guy said? Because I don't know how that lands with her. It's much, you know, as, as personal as it is to us mm -hmm. as her parent, it's more personal to her. So, you know, Rolling Stone had this very negative article. There were a lot of I mean, ne ne negative uh, attacking him. Not, right, exactly. It was a positive article in the sense that it was very supportive of the community, but it was, you know, very blunt about what this guy was saying. And so this Knowles, Michael Knowles went on the defensive and he was threatening to sue Rolling Stone for libel because he said, oh, I never said we should eradicate trans people. I only said we should eradicate transgenderism, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I have a, I have a longtime friend um, and colleague um, uh, that I've known through social media for, for a long period of time. She goes by Angry Black Lady on, on Twitter and other social media programs, Amani Gandhi. She's also a lawyer and, like me, has since left the practice of law. So we, we have a certain uh, empathy for one another yes. in that regard. But people, you know, people were, were going off on this whole t thing on Monday morning saying, oh, he didn't really mean, Knowles didn't really mean, you know, quote, unquote, eradicate trans people he meant something different and it was all this you know sort of well actually nonsense like you make an assertion on social media and someone comes along and says well actually right that's not really a thing and Amani was going off on these people and and i said i responded to her by saying like i'm just trying to get through monday morning right i'm trying to get through a monday morning living my life 
And there's always some dude, and it's almost always a dude, always some dude, you know, well actually ing, whether or not this speaker at a major political conference, you know, wants to commit genocide against my kid. I mean, this is what the life has become. Yeah, it's insane. Every single day, you know, it's like this. I I made another similar comment the other day. I said, you know, basically, here's my morning routine. Get up, feed the cats, get the coffee ready, go for a walk. We like to get some exercise Mm -hmm. in the morning. Come home, log on to Twitter, see who's out there spreading, you know, you know, genocidal thoughts about my family members, right? I mean, this is what life is um, if if you're not willing to, or I, I don't know, this is what life is if you're the parent or, or a family member or you care about and have uh, people close to you who are in this community. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, that was a long-winded vent uh, rant, however, okay. you wanna, however you want to describe it. But I guess, you know, so part of the reason why I felt like I had to kind of step away from podcasting, since this is a major theme of what we talk about, part of the reason why I felt like I had to step away from it was because, you know, it becomes too much to deal with this. And I'll get in battles with these people on social media, and then I'll try to spend some period of time stepping away from it and not dealing with it. But what occurs to me now is... This conversation is happening out there in the world, whether we participate in it or not. And so I don't feel like it, you know, walking away from the conversation or pretending it's not happening or not participating in it, you know, I don't think that really helps, right? No, because it's not going to disappear. Right, it's not going to disappear. And it and it's gotten increasingly intense um, you know, the, the Republicans, let's just be honest. I mean, this was a major theme of the 2020, I, I'm sorry, the 2022, you know, Republican congressional campaigns and some of the gubernatorial races. This they, they saw a vulnerable group that they thought they could attack relentlessly and that, that ordinary people somehow would support them in this. And so... For the last year, all of this is just ratcheted up and gotten worse and worse and worse. And the irony of it, I don't know if it's irony, but but the, the crazy thing in my mind is this strategy backfired between um, the, Roe versus Wade being overturned and Republicans rushing to pass these draconian anti-abortion laws and this relentless attack on trans people in many ways, the opposite thing happened. It turned people off. You know, historically, the, the party that's, that loses the presidency in one election, like in 2020, will do really, really well in the next off-year election, like 2022. They didn't. They didn't take the House. Uh, they didn't take the Senate back. And, and, they, and they only made, you know, sort of minor gains in the House of Representatives. So even though it backfired, even though the strategy of trying to drag the country backwards in time and and looking at trans and non-binary people as an easy group to target, to gin up anger and animosity and support, it didn't work. And yet they're still out there doing it. Yeah. And we're hoping also um, that by talking about this, we can connect with other families that, you know, are also 
dealing with the same thing um some you know close to our community and yeah. uh that you don't have to feel like you're alone in this um kind of like dealing with all this stuff right well then that's another interesting thing right so uh, i'm gonna it'll sound like i spend way too much time on twitter and I think any time on Twitter is way too much time on Twitter, <laughs> right? But it's been a, that's another weird thing that's happened, you know, in, in recent times is that when, you know, when Elon Musk took over Twitter, everybody um, was concerned. Well, I, probably not everybody. A lot of people were probably happy, but a lot of people were concerned, right? Um, and he did some crazy things. He started letting people back on the platform that had been banned because, you know, they were far-right extremists and they were not good people they were not good people they pushed conspiracy theories about the uh, 2020 election they pushed misinformation about covid a lot of the people who got banned were you know just overtly racist white supremacist people and he started letting a lot of these folks back on and it is certainly true that the tone of uh, discussion on twitter seems to have gotten a lot worse uh, it seems like there's a lot more anger and animosity, a lot more fighting. But on the other hand, to me, a very interesting thing happened in that same period. And I'm not, I'm not defending Elon Musk here. Yeah. But this is my experience has changed. In, and it's changed in some ways in a positive way in that I get way more engagement now than I ever used to. I mean, I've had a core group of people that I've known through Twitter for a long period of time. Some of them have become real life friends. That's true. Our trip to New York last year was in part to spend some time with, with friends that I'd initially met through through Twitter. Um, so, you know, there's, and, and, and that's, you know, I'm interrupting myself here, but that's one of the reasons why I've stayed on Twitter is because, um, is because I do have those actual real life connections with people. And I don't want to just throw that all away because some, overgrown and baby ask them to be friends on facebook <laughs> yeah yeah right right because we're old and that's what old people do we do facebook um but so i wanted to say so i but i've gotten more engagement and and some of it has been negative but a lot of it has been i, I keep coming across people who just like what you were saying a minute ago who are like-minded people from from our area from the chicago suburbs who you know are just sane rational people who have similar ideas about um, about you know protecting trans kids and and trying to you know be encouraging and supportive of the community and so forth. So in some ways it's really been eye opening and actually it's been really positive. And that's part of the reason why I kept thinking I really want to get back into this because the, those good people are out there. And while I want to go off on a rant every so often about the bad people, you know, we want to reach out to some of the good folks uh, and, and try to connect with them and continue to sort of build this community. Yeah, because, I mean, I think, it, like David said, if you if nobody talks about it, it doesn't go away. You can't um, push it underneath a rug and just pretend that someday everything's going to be happy and glorious. Right, and you can't, you know, the, the thing is, is that I, I believe, I, I saw someone today, and I wish I could, I wish I had made a note of who it was, but um, also on Twitter, <laughs> talking about a lot of these attacks, um, like this, the statement of this Michael Knowles guy at CPAC and some of these other you know, people who are rushing to defend them, to, to defend him, it's all going to backfire on Republicans because normal people don't 
think that way. You know, normal people don't use that kind of language and so forth. And in my heart, I believe that that's true. You know, I believe that in reality, uh, most people are, are decent and, and don't think like that. But if the decent folks say, hey, I don't want to deal with this. I can't deal with these crazies. I can't deal with these extremists. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to fight on Twitter all day long or whatever. Right. If the decent people back away, that conversation's still happening. And, and the extremists take over the conversation. And we've already seen it to some degree in the media. You know, there's been a lot of heavy criticism, in my view, justifiable criticism, of the New York Times for publishing one article after another or one opinion piece after another where the framing is we need to have a debate about trans people and about medical care for trans people and and about you know the rights of trans people and i'm like hey we don't debate people's rights you know you want to have and they want to have these conversations as though trans people aren't even in the room or non-binary people aren't even in the room, right? They don't ever want to have a trans writer contribute a piece to say, hey, this is my life and this is why you know I should be able to use the bathroom of my choice or, or do this, that, right. and the other thing. It's always from the, the point of view of cisgender people. And they present themselves as, oh, you know, I'm a very reasonable person. I just, I'm just asking questions. I just want, I just want to have an open discussion. You're having an open discussion or a debate about the fundamental humanity of an entire group of people, and you won't even allow them to be part of the discussion, right? And what gives you the right to even say there should be a debate? <laughs> right. You know? Well, that, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. You know, the the kid who said uh, that he wants to. You know that we have to eradicate transgenderism from uh, from uh, public life or whatever the phrase was. You know he got all up in arms when people said, "Jesus, that sounds a lot like genocide, man. That sounds a lot like you're saying you want to eradicate trans people." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. I didn't say that. And how dare you, you know, take that from what I said? It's a semantic argument, right? These folks do this all the time." You know, they make these semantic arguments where they say something that sounds very, very extreme, and it's received in a very extreme way by their audience, right? But then when rational people call them out on it, they say, how dare you suggest I meant that? I didn't mean that at all. Let's just be real, real clear. There's no such thing as transgenderism. Being transgender or the existence of transgender people isn't an ideology. It's not a philosophy. It's not a religion. It's not a political position. It's not a, a belief system. Transgender people exist. Just like, you know, straight people exist, cisgender people exist, non-binary people exist, gay people and bisexual people, a human being's mere existence their identity isn't a subject for debate, and it's not, a, it's not a philosophy, it's not a belief system, it's not a political position, it's not a political argument, it's not a religious belief, nothing. There's no such thing as transgenderism. There's no such thing as, I don't know, you know, heterosexualism. Right, you know, right. You know, by the way, you never hear anybody say something like that, right? <laughs>
So, uh, you know, they use the semantic, um, uh, these semantic arguments to try to get themselves out of trouble, but they're doing it with a nod and a wink because their audience knows what they mean. 100%. You know, um, I had a, you know, I get, I, I said, I said, um, you know, uh, that my, you know, my typical morning will often consist of, um, you know, getting up and feeding the cats and et cetera. We go for a walk and then I come back and I see all this, you know, just like ridiculous stuff and people attack me very, on a, like very personal grounds. And, um, you know, they'll say things like, they're very, they're very careful with their words. They'll say things like, if, if you believe, um, for example, that uh, trans and non-binary young people should have appropriate gender affirming care, which can mean all kinds of different things, They'll say, oh, you support mutilating children. Or if you say, I think it's good that teachers in schools acknowledge that, that gay people exist and that transgender people exist and non-binary people, they say, you support pedophilia. They'll never say you're a pedophile. They say you support it because they know that if you report them to Twitter or whatever, the response is, well, they didn't really call you a pedophile. Like like that, like here's my thing. Walk up to a stranger on the street and say, hey, you support pedophilia and see what happens. You'll spend the rest of the day picking your teeth up off the street, right? Right. Because no one's going to put up with that in real life, but they know they can get away with it on social media. And they know, you know, as bad as Twitter's gotten, they're never going to stop people from, from talking like that. No. But and that's, that's the thing because if you're ta if you want to not talk about that in a school setting, when some child's parents are gay, <laughs> you know right. it's like, well, what what about that? <laughs> I had this guy going off for for hours, talking you know using this you support pedophilia bullshit and all that. Pardon me, we're not supposed to curse on this <laughs> program. Uh, that was the first time it slipped out, you know. <laughs> In 17 Let episodes. Let the expletives fly. Let the expletives fly. We may have to change our settings on Apple Podcasts now. Um, <laughs> it's, it's an adult theme. It's, uh, it's our Dave and Jen after dark. <laughs> yes. But I say, look, you know, merely acknowledging that gay people exist, that trans and non-binary people exist, that, you know, these, these people exist is not talking about sex. You don't talk when, when, when a teacher says, oh, I got married over the summer, or they say we had a child or whatever. Or, you know, when they, when they talk about, in an age-appropriate sense, uh, they talk about, um, you know, sex ed in school, they're not talking about the nuts and bolts of, of sex acts. You know, you can tailor the message towards the age group in an appropriate way. Right. But but pretending that talking about the mere existence of gay people or trans people or non-binary people, to pretend that that's talking about sex is insane. Just like if you're a straight couple, there's a whole lot more to your life than what you do in the bedroom. But your relationship with your spouse still matters and you're public about it. You, you know, you go to, we're having an anniversary dinner coming yes. up, right? And when we made the reservation online, it said, is it a special occasion? And we checked anniversary, right? That's not, when we go to the restaurant, there, there's not going to be like a bed there <laughs> right, exactly. with a mirror 
<laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, porno soundtrack music in the exactly. background. Merely acknowledging that you're in a relationship and, and, you know, whatever, is not talking about sex. Why is that, though? I mean, why is it always, um, to, if you're talking about somebody who's gay or transgender or non-binary, why is the first thing that people think that are straight what's their sex life like you know right, i mean exactly. and when yeah. nobody is going to question anybody who's straight to say what is your sex you know nobody would even right. ask you right and 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 why is it their business saying that there are you know same sex couples in the world isn't it doesn't you know obviously have anything to do with what they may or may not do in their private lives and you know i i was trying i actually tried to reason with this person and he kept saying you you know using just these horrible personal attacks about Ugh. pedophilia right and and this is what you deal with when you try to engage a certain a group of people uh you know on this on this topic but um you know there's a lot more to go we we typically wrap up around half hour we do. Uh, and we're approaching that time there's a lot more we could talk about and if this is the first time you're hearing of us, um, thank you for listening. And we have a lot of other earlier episodes. Yeah. So you can check back those um, and listen to even our first um, podcast to see how we got started. Yeah. And um, we'll try to keep this up on a, a regular weekly basis. Um, like I said, you know, I know this has been sort of a rambling conversation, but on the other hand, I, I think that we need to be part of the conversation. And I've, you know, w when we have more time, I, I would, I'll point out some of these accounts that uh, on, on Twitter that I've come across in the area that are just wonderful, really cool people um, in the Chicago suburbs, but there's people all over the country who are fighting this, the fight and who are just uh, trying to um, you know, do the best they can to support people. One of the things that we'll talk about um, in subsequent episodes is that, you know, the, and this is sort of how I got to know some of these folks through Twitter, is that um, a lot of the people who have these very, very strong anti-trans or anti-gay, anti-LGBT um, worldviews, you know, they're, they're trying to do stuff like take over school boards. And they're trying to bring their sort of their propaganda, their ideology, um, their politics into the classroom and take away discretion from the teachers and administrators who are the experts who've been doing this for years right. and actually have developed really good, positive ways to be accepting and to talk about the LGBTQ plus community without doing all the horrible things that these folks imagine, but just being accepting and, and understanding and supportive. So the schools are something to really keep your eye on, school board races, um, and, and some of the folks that I've gotten to know through Twitter uh, are focused on that, and we'll certainly talk about that in subsequent episodes. And then maybe have guests at some point. Once we figure out the technology, yeah. <laughs> we, we, spend, we can we, invite them over to our house. We spend about an hour <laughs> dealing with some technological issues tonight. We're recording this in our basement. So if it sounds like somebody recording from their basement, it is. Yes. It's not Dale Dribble, but it's uh, it's on that. Our cats didn't cry, so we got that going for us. No, one of them was. Oh, one's under the chair, and the other one had her paws up on the back of your chair oh, a minute hey. ago. Um, we'll have to, the cats are our regular guests on the yes. show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And if you have any, any thoughts at all, you'd like to share anything, please leave us a comment. Um, please feel free to, you know, spread the news. Um, we're on Apple podcasts and all the major, um, podcasting platforms. platforms. 
And obviously you could check us out here on our website in the shadow of the evening trees.com. Um, uh, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next week. All right. See you later.